Hello, hello, welcome back to Food Complex, the number one food podcast in the world. My name's Marco. And I'm Andrew. Hit that intro music. Thank you all for listening, tuning in, grabbing a plate. Uh, Food Complex is the best food podcast in the world it is the only food history podcast that i know of and i don't know yeah, many podcasts yeah. to be you honest know, it's because we don't look anything up yeah no i don't need to <laughs> I, I do my own research yeah uh, again this podcast is about your favorite dishes the origins of those dishes and um the cultural implications of those dishes across the across america across the world and everything in between again thank you again for listening and Andrew, yes, what sir. did you enjoy this week? What did I enjoy eating this week? I enjoyed, we went to a restaurant, any restaurant. It's in Fountain Valley. It's a Japanese Italian fusion restaurant. I had the uni pasta. Wait, hold on. Hold yes, on. sir. Stop. I know what you're thinking. Hold yes, on. Yes. I did stop, stop, stop. go to a fusion <laughs> restaurant. Not only that, that Andrew doesn't like fusion restaurants, but also Italian Japanese? Yes. Who are these people? You know, I actually see this kind of working combination working. Mm-hmm. I've, there's another restaurant in L.A. Uh, in the Arts District I've, or slash Little Tokyo area. I forget the name of it. They do. They're really known for their uni pasta as well over there. But instead of ramen pasta like Ini does, shit, I really need to look this one up. It's uh, they use udon noodles mm. and they make a, a dish out of the, with the uni and they. It's really just. A Japanese dish that was yeah. just an, a, an Italian name slapped on it. Yeah. No, as you talk about it, it kind of makes more sense. Yeah. Noodles and pasta. and yeah, It was really good. Like, the uni was really creamy. Mm. And it, wor- it was like a kick of spice to it. And I think, again, as I mentioned, I think they just drew inspiration from Italian cuisine. But mm-hmm. there really was no Italian flavors in there. It was all gotcha. Japanese flavors. Gotcha. It was like really, a, it was like really a good. Italian dish, in quotation marks, mm-hmm. but like uni flavoring. Correct. It was really good. Or not good. uni flavor, Japanese flavoring. It was so good, yeah. and the cocktails were so good. I'll post it on my Instagram. Is there any meat, uh, like meat products, in the the pasta dish? No, it was just uni. Really? Yeah. Uh, and uni, what is uni? The the little orange thing that comes from sea urchin. Yes, it's the sea urchin's gonads. Mm. My funny story about gonads and sea urchins. Where are you going with this? <laughs> no, uh, I'm obviously I'm Sicilian. Uh, so my family eats a lot of fish, crustaceans, or does eat a lot of crustaceans, fish. But when I was younger, and even now, my parents would purchase like sea urchin. And they're, if you don't know, they're these ball, big black balls with spikes coming out of them. Yeah, they're really scary looking, yeah, to be honest. Scary. And uh, my mom would safely crack open their exterior. And then we would just scoop out the inside and eat it with like a spoon. Oh, that sounds so good. So fresh. So fresh. And my, my, it's funny because like we make, we make jokes about <laughs> my dad's, my dad's dad, my, my no, no, my grandpa. Uh, he's a little bit um, Neanderthal-y. Does he smash it with a rock? <laughs> no, he just, he just like, have you ever seen the Goofy movie? Uh, if, you've, if, you, no. if you've seen the Goofy movie. Have you ever seen Bigfoot? I've seen Bigfoot. I mean, he lives in my backyard. Yeah, that's my grandpa. He looks like Bigfoot. His Whenever he walks, his hands drag on the floor. <laughs> in, in the way. Grandpa's not even here to defend himself, he, man. But he would agree. Everyone that knows would agree that this is what he would say. He's, he's a Neander, Neanderthal. He's the closest thing to Neanderthal. Mm-hmm. Um, again, great guy. Gave us a lot. Whatever. But the way he eats food in general is very uh, funny. And he would just like slurp 
these gonads into his mouth. They're like be dripping all over his That's like like eating coconuts. It's like having a splinter slurping. Like literally, there's and that's just how it's amazing. Um, It's beautiful. It was a true. It's a true beautiful thing to see. uh, (laughs) To to watch the first man eat for the first time. (laughs) To jump back, I just remembered what the restaurant was called. Pasta y pasta by Allegro. It's in Little Tokyo. Oh, really good. Look it up when you in have a LA. Chance. That's the LA one. You're yeah, saying. that's the LA one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm, that sounds good. No, I really would like to to go to that place. Japanese and Italian food are my two favorite cuisines. Yeah, it was weird because like we would have calamari as an as a uh, starter. Mm-hmm. I was debating whether or not to also have a margarita pizza, but it was a lot of food to begin with, so I was like, no, it's okay. A margarita, Japanese margarita. No, no, just a regular margarita pizza at oh. a Japanese restaurant, a okay. Japanese Italian restaurant. Okay. It's interesting because they have a bunch of these concepts around because there's uh, there's another Vietnamese restaurant in Fountain Valley called Nyep Cafe. The r- restaurant's run by Kai Concepts. They, they created Nyep. They created Inni. They created Vox Kitchen. It's a crazy little restaurant group they got going on with a bunch of fusion uh, mm. food. So, what is that? How does that make you feel? I'm slowly accepting it. It's, I mean, food, delicious food is delicious food. Yeah. You can't deny that. Yeah. Uh, what did you eat and enjoy this week? Well, because this is an episode about pizza, part two, right? We Were talked, you doing your research? We, I did some research this weekend. Um, we went to Colossus on 2nd Street in Long Beach. Oh, my God. I want to um, try that so bad. They are usually like a, a coffee shop, I believe. Yeah, like a coffee like bakery. bakery shop, but on Fridays specifically, they have pizza. Oh, and fuck, we, I should have had that yesterday. Yeah, it was... Oh, yeah, we should have had that yesterday. We really should have. Um, that's me being serious. Off yeah. the pot. We should have had that yesterday. <laughs> um, but me and uh, Sarah went to Colossus, and we ordered a just a regular margarita pizza. They were all out of their, like, I forget the name of it, but like Diablo pizza, like spicy pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously that's a good bestseller and they only sell from like five to eight i hate that yeah it's super annoying but man it's gotta be one of the best pizza doughs i've had does it beat out little coyote no no no, no it doesn't we'll talk about that later no it doesn't so colossus gets their their dough from this place called gusto that's on fourth street if you know what that is um, which is a, a a bakery that that you know specializes in doughs and pastries and Bread and all that. Fun yeah, Mexican-inspired uh, pastries. They have a amal queen that's using more traditional Mexican ingredients, which is really interesting. Mm. So, um, yeah, I've never been there, but I've been near it because uh, we go to the coffee shop across the street, and the the line is always crazy. Oh yeah, they have a crazy line. It's crazy. People are buying pastries super early in the morning on the weekends, buying breads and whatever. Anyways, Colossus. The be- and the reason I said the best doughs is because to me, and we'll talk about this in this episode today, dough is the most in- one of the most important parts of a pizza. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a good foundation. Yeah, you have to have not only chewy dough, but a crisp dough. So you have to find that middle ground of both chewy and crisp, right? So it doesn't, it's not too flimsy. Yeah, and that's that's exactly I think what Colossus is doing with their pizza. And we'll, I'll post a picture with uh, when we announce today's episode um, on Instagram. And it was delicious. We had a nice cold beer. It was it was a good time. I think I think you met, we both mentioned this last time too when you did the pizza episode. If, to determine a pizza spot is good, we get a margarita usually. Yeah. Yes. And so you really enjoyed it. Was the cheese good up, up to par to cheese, your standards? Cheese was uh, okay. Again, 
How's the red sauce? The red sauce was good. The red sauce was nice and sweet. The cheese I had a little bit of an issue with. It was a little bit too mm, crispy, I guess. And I'm gonna crispy cheese. Crispy, like I guess we'll lead into. We'll just lead into pizza today. We're gonna we're gonna talk about pizza again, part two. Yeah. Um, in the first episode, we talked about the origin of pizza. Obviously, uh, Naples, Italy, how it came to be, Queen Margarita, all that stuff. If you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen. It's not a necessity though to listen to this episode. Ooh, but, nice plug. Yeah, um, it's a great. It was a. It's a great episode. One of my favorites so far, just because I'm a, I'm a big pizza fanatic. But I'm. We're today. We're gonna focus on just the idea of pizza and pizza in America and how it's evolved since its inception in the early 20th century. But to go to Andrew's point about mozzarella cheese, right? There's high moisture mozzarella cheese and low, low moisture mozzarella oh, cheese. We're going technical up yeah. in this bitch. Yeah, okay. But, um, and you could tell, like, the obviously I'm not an expert of mozzarella, but the way that it looks, the, the creaminess, the way that uh, the, the temperature that it melts at are all things that affect the way that it tastes and looks on a pizza. So obviously... High moisture is the most used and celebrated cheese for for pizzas, but that's not always the case um, for pizzas in in California or the West Coast. Um, we get the I think we get the the last draw of, of of cheese mozzarella specifically. So, so it's lower moisture. You're saying lower moisture, yeah, not as not as stringy, not as velvety, and not as creamy. This pizza from Colossus specifically, I was very impressed by it. Uh, the cheese specifically because it's not like think like Domino's cheese versus like a higher quality restaurant like like Little Coyote right mm-hmm. it was it was a in between right Colossus had like an in between cheese so it wasn't terrible cheese but it wasn't the greatest high quality yeah it's not like cheese you can just grab it you know the grocery store for like in a bag yes yes exactly like the mozzarella like low yes like the low moisture cheese that they use um, at Trader Joe's I actually made. Uh, a pizza the other day with the Trader Joe's dough, which was really you good. You really are doing your pizza research with, yeah. with, with your week. Yes, yeah. So the the cheese on this specific pizza and low-quality cheese is a little bit more crispy. You could tell like it's a little bit more browned on top. Mm-hmm. Low-quality cheese uh, will like fall off the dough. Have you ever had that happen before? Where like the whole piece just slides off. Oh yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah, seen that. yeah. That's that's a little bit low quality cheese. Oh, I assumed that was just too much sauce, and that like the, it's, the it's, cheese slides. It's right a off. little bit mix of both, but it like is like more clingy and not as stringy. Mm. It's more like uh, it's like a solid, clump, yeah, a clump of, of cheese. So that's a little bit technical of, of pizza and cheese. Oh, I'm excited. Let's jump right let's, in. We're gonna let's jump just in. Jump right in. So like we talked about last last time on the part one episode, right? Pizza was inspired and and created in. Naples, Italy, right? We were people were selling it on the streets, selling it in like to-go boxes to uh, the workers, laborer workers, and all of that. And then in the the 20th century, early 20th century, late 19th century, we started getting a lot of immigration to America, right? Uh, Italians specifically were mig- or immigrating to the East Coast, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, all those East Coast uh, states. My mind just made the connection with Italian Americans and Guidos. Why? And how, like where that came from? Why? Just the large migration of like yeah. Italians going to Jersey. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Oh, the oh, you mean like Jersey Shore? Like yeah, why? Like, yeah. Because I was always wondering like, where is there? Why is there a strong concentration of like Italians yeah. like, in that area? That's because like literally back when we used to. Because I used to go to um, New York a lot when I was younger. My family's from New York. My family's from Brooklyn specifically. I was born in Jersey, but we used to go like every summer to New York. And back in the day, we would walk around New York or Brooklyn with my my grandpa, my nonno, the different nonno, my mom's side, 
And everyone on the street in Brooklyn specifically was all Italian. Literally everyone you waved to was just an Italian person. That's fucking crazy. Wearing a white beater and, and gold chain and... Black pants. Black pants. <laughs> Literally everyone. Slicked back hair. Yeah. No, it's like it's crazy because I've always like wondered like... And I know there there probably is a contention of like difference between an Italian-American and Italian, obviously. And there's that difference in like pride. But it's so crazy that the Italian pride is so strong still within mm-hmm. that community. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yeah. It's... It's it's beautiful. No, it's a good point. It's a, it's changed now. It's become, Brooklyn's become very you know Russian, Asian, and Albanian. Right? Albanians have been there for a while. I'm not in my head, but I've never been to Brooklyn. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's 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 fun. It's a great place. It's definitely. My parents tell me it's definitely changed since they were there to now. Obviously, it's it's uh, gentrified a bit and become a little bit more ritzy and and uh, hipster. Yeah, with Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Nets and all that. Anyways, early 20th century, immigrants started coming, making pizza. They were still ser- It was still serving the same purpose in New York. They were feeding factory workers and laborers in the streets by, by providing this, you know, by the slice dish. The boost in America, and it's funny, I, I think I touched on this last week. Pizza wasn't always like a worldwide even in Italy, it wasn't like a, a celebrated dish. America could kind of reinvented it or, or made it more popular, right? After specifically World War II, a lot of Americans that were American soldiers that were stationed in Italy at the time during World War II came back home after being part of this Italian culture, Italian food, and were like, wait, pizza's like kind of bomb. And so they kind of boosted up. Oh, so they like kind of brought their idea of like pizza like, over. Yes, yes. Their, their like of pizza, I guess uh-huh. would be the word. So pizza was already in America, but when they came back from Italy to America, they were like, oh, wait, this, this shit's good. Oh. Let's, let's buy more of this. Uh-huh. So after World War II, that's when pizza started kind of taking off in America and then kind of worldwide because I think we talked about tourism and how like most countries kind of adhere to American likes and wants and, yeah. and all that fun stuff. Weird sidetrack. Yeah. I've noticed with that, I mean, we're only like eight, eight episodes in, but I've noticed with World War Two, like post-World War Two is when a lot of things exploded. Mm-hmm. Like there's pizza, there was the bun mei, mm-hmm. there was, I'm sure, so, I mean, there was another concept that we'll talk about in future episodes. I, I have it researched already in the pocket. Just, I think it's because of the globalization mm-hmm. of like World War Two, and then having all different cultures mashing in one area and then coming back to their home countries and spreading these ideas yeah. is so crazy. Like, I, mean, I just never thought about that until like we've been doing these researches. Yeah, and then also like in conjunction with that, right, we like to colonize and make make our fucking army bases in different countries. Oh, yeah. And then, right? And then those people, those people come back, those soldiers come back from being stationed somewhere, having dived into a, a delicious specific dish and then kind of making that ex- specific dish explode in America because they've had it for, you know, however months at a time. That's in, very true. I mean, the, the, like, the country. like being stationed in Korea or stationed mm-hmm. in Guam. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So so just a little bit of statistics about pizza currently. 2015, a 2015 study, I know it's a little early, but a 2015 study <laughs> found that the pizza industry, which is funny that there is an industry for just pizza in general, was a $37 billion industry. Now it's 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 come upwards to about $45 billion. But Tequila still beats it. That's, I mean, <laughs> it's wild. But that's so, crazy. Yeah. That's an expensive industry. Damn. Yeah, it's expensive industry. It's a cheap product to make. It doesn't cost that much to get dough to make dough, cheese and sauce and all that, and people sell it for 
way over the price that it, it they market up market a lot, a lot. Huh? yeah way like that's my i have a couple of uncles my dad's uncles and cousins who own pizzerias in both pennsylvania and i think some in new york i think it's mostly pennsylvania but they make a lot of money oh i'm sure yeah because they're they're like a very celebrated very high quality pizza yeah and they're also selling it for for you know over market price which well, yeah is i mean even even like a smaller mark like a smaller price point little caesars again I love Little Caesars. I don't. I eat trash. Mm-hmm. I I also love expensive pizza. Yeah. But Little Caesars, if you're selling it for five dollars and still making a profit and yeah. you're still alive as a business, that's crazy. Yeah. It's that it's must wild. mean there's like a, like you said a crazy markup on that. Yeah. That's why one day we'll start a pizzeria. Vietnamese Italian pizzeria, a banh mi pizza. We should do that. That'd be sick. Anyways, I don't know how that would work. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to try that. <laughs> Anyways, another study from 2014. Obviously, this number has has to have increased. Obviously, it's 2023. It suggested that 13% of the population consumes pizza on any given day. So, like any 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 day, on any day, there's like 13% of the United States population eating pizza, which is, I think, a small number, and it could it should be it's probably way more now because people order pizza every day papa john's is, i see a papa john's delivery truck or car going <laughs> on my house. delivery truck <laughs> delivery truck every day um personally growing up we had pizza every friday i think that's a tradition for a lot of families my uh my ex's family they also had pizza every friday wow it's it was delicious. Oh yeah, it was, yeah. It's but quick and easy meal. Like, quick and easy meal. You also have pizza on like Sundays for football, sports days, right? Thursdays, hangovers, hangovers. It's the liter- It's the best dish in the world. It's so convenient. Actually, speaking of hangovers, it became after the Prohibition era, pizza became the number one dish to eat with uh, alcohol because of its both absorption of the alcohol and then also just the taste. It's so, and cheapness. it's so good. Yeah. It's so, so good with beer. It's so, around, so good with cocktails. Yeah. So around 1933, after the Prohibition era, it started to become like a good pairing with beer, which is pretty funny to me. I love that. Like since Prohibition, this has like just been a, a, like a given. Yes. Pizza and alcohol yeah. go together. Yeah. Even now, man, that's, that's all I, I like to eat. Um, the first, again, this is mostly going to be an American East Coast pizza uh, discussion. But the first pizzeria was um, founded in 1905 in New York, in Little Italy. It was, what's it called? It was mimicking the Neapolitan pizza. This guy named Gennaro, Gennaro, side note, my parents called me the other day. What did they call you about? They tell you (laughs) what a good son you are? No, 40 40 (laughs) minutes of telling me that I mispronounce a lot of Italian words. So I apologize to all my Italian followers. I am American. I'm an Italian. I'm an American Italian. I don't know how to speak Italian, so my my pronunciation is going to be horrible. Hey, at least your parents are listening to it. Yeah, that's true. Mrs. Rendazzo, can I have your uh, chicken parm? <laughs> she actually isn't a big chicken parm maker. So to to go back to to my pronunciation of last of last time's pizza episode, I talked about the cacio cavallo. Oh, I looked I looked you right in the <laughs> eye and you cacio cavallo sprouted a mustache. Yeah. and it was crazy. It's not cavallo. It's cavallo. In a in Italian, you don't you don't do the y sound with two l's. That's in Spanish only. Um, anyways, forgive me. <laughs> um, so this guy's name was Gen- Gennaro Lombardi. Um, he actually started selling just pizzas in general back then. They were called tomato pies, and I'll explain why. But he started selling his business in 1897. I love tomato pies. You know what that is? 
I never heard of it before. It's like focaccia bread with just like red sauce. Yeah, technically. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a really good, a really good description. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1897, he started selling this tomato pie in quotation marks to uh, workers, laborers, like like they were doing on the streets, and he would like wrap up these pies in paper and like tie a string on them, and they would take them to work or whatever. And tomato pies back then, kind of like what you're saying, was a dough, but they would put the cheese and the toppings first. And then they would douse it after with tomato sauce on top. So it's this kind of like, to me, it sounds like this kind of liquidy uh, mess. But it's not. It's like a tomato paste almost. Oh, interesting. And then they toss on, if I remember correctly, like Pecorino Romano. Oh, yeah. Dang. So, yeah, 1897, that's what he did. And then he created an actual business, an actual brick and mortar in 1905 uh, called the Lombardis. And actually is uh, still around today. On 32nd Spring Street, I believe, in Little Italy. Uh, they had an issue at during COVID, and I think they had to like sell one of their locations, but it's still a, a pretty popular pizza joint. Another amazing stat is Americans are believed to eat 3 billion pizzas a day. Or a year, sorry. Damn, a day. <laughs> 3 billion pizzas don't, a don't year. Don't talk about me like that. Yeah, uh, which comes out to be like 46 slices per person per year, which is uh, 23 pounds of pizza we eat. Yo, Lombardi's Pizza is so famous, it has a Wikipedia page. It does? Oh, wow. That is No, crazy. I looked it up a little bit. Um, there was like, it goes from, you know, obviously parent to son, parent to son, parent to kid uh, for a couple of decades. New York City alone has about 9,000 pizzerias. That's crazy. No wonder Dave Portnoy's like always trying pizzas yeah, over always. there. I mean, there's so many different styles, so many different pizzas. Uh, everyone's always trying different things. And the reason I believe, I mean, like I said before, the reason pizza is so popular there is because we have such a, a conglomerate of, of Italian immigrants just like hanging out there. Another special thing was ovens, right? I talked a little bit about wood fire versus versus stone fire ovens um, and how popular those became during pizza. A guy named Ira Nevin, who was a soldier from World War II, is kind is kind of is celebrated as being the first to start making pizzas in a, a gas oven. Mm. And uh, he's it, it, the pizza that he was making kind of resembled the Chicago-style deep dish pizzas. He would, he would cook these pizzas in iron, a cast iron skillet and watch them, obviously, and like watch the dough grow and, and, but not burn. And uh, I'm assuming there's a difference between the ovens that's being used. Yes. I'm probably jumping ahead. No, we could cover that. So... There's two specific specialty ovens that are made. You could obviously make a pizza in a regular oven if you wanted. The, the taste is going to be different, if obviously. If you're a lazy piece of shit and don't want to honor the true well, if you can't pizza. Af- if you can't afford the ovens, actually. Uh, it's funny because growing up, I used to watch my mom make pizza all the time. I'm and sorry, there, mom. And there was always this. There was We never had a wood fire pizza oven. She's always wanted one. She always wanted to build one. We never, obviously, it's expensive. I ended up having to do that. So we always used to cook them in, in our, our regular ovens, right? And I always noticed there was this huge block in the oven. And I've never, I always was wondering what that was. It turned out it's like a stone. It's a, in quotation marks, it's a pizza stone, right? So what you do is you, you have that pizza stone, you pull the oven grate out, and you lay out your, your dough on that stone. So what happens in the process is that the oven is heating up that stone while it's on beforehand. Right, so you turn on the oven to whatever 450, 550. The the stone is getting hot, and when you put the dough on, you cook the base first. So that's how you develop 
a crusty base versus burning the entire thing when you put the whole thing in. Mm. So you, you put the dough in, let that cook a little bit, you pull it out, put your sauce and uh, your cheese on, throw it back in the oven, let it cook, and then you put your toppings, whatever you want to put on it, right? And then let it finish. That's pretty good. So the stone oven can either be gas or electric, right? You need that stone that I don't know what it's made of. It's a big block. Uh, you know, they used to use bricks because they store heat very easily. But in these stone ovens, the, the heat is stored in the, the surfaces, right, of the, of the... If you go to like a pizza restaurant or Italian restaurant, they have these big domed uh, ovens in the corners where you see these guys like sweating, sweating. <laughs> yeah. like shoveling uh, like multiple pizzas in at a time. These guys can go up to about 450 to 650 uh, degrees. And it usually takes a couple of minutes to, to cook, but... What happens is that the crust, because it, it is cooking like all together at, this, at the same time, kind of, with, with the heat of the surfaces, the crust is a little bit uh, more tender and easy to chew. Mm. Versus the other way to cook pizza is a wood fire uh, pizza oven. Have you ever seen one of those before? You're going to have to describe it to me and see, see if it's, I have. It looks, it looks like the same oven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a big barrel uh, with obviously like a chimney. Yeah. I don't know what they call that. Exhaust. Something. A chimney. Yeah. Wherever it comes <laughs> out of. Um, my uncle actually has one in his house in New Jersey and I remember um, I think it was a wood fire. But obviously the fuel is the wood. You put a bunch of wood. There's like no exits of, of, of air. So there's oh. one hole and it, it's covered all the way around and then the chimney. Mm-hmm. So you throw a bunch of wood in. You light that wood on fire. You let that thing heat up for I think it takes a, a couple of hours honestly to get fully heated these reach up to 700 to 900 degrees what's the difference is what what's the difference in insulation there's no I don't think there is a, a difference I think that it's the storage of heat whereas the the ga- the stone oven or the the gas oven is is fueled by gas right so there's mm-hmm. no direct heat it's it's just a gas normal uh, gas oven uh-huh. versus a, a wood fire oven is is di- literally the heat's coming from the the wood mm so this goes up to like 700, 900 degrees. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Very, Those ones, cook, I'm assuming, cook way faster. Cook way faster. It's actually a 90-second cook. Cheese and yeah. rice. Yeah. The difference in taste is that these are a little bit more charred, burnt flavored, and they're a little bit more crispy. Oh, so it's got like, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen those? Like, on, if you've noticed uh, when you've been to a, a, a restaurant that has wood fire pizza ovens, the, the crust is usually burnt. It has those big black bubbles. Yes, right? yes. That yes. I used to back in the day pick off, but now I kind of just... Angelina's, I'm looking at you in Irvine. That, yeah. that place is amazing. Angelina's, I've never been there. Yeah, it's down by uh, the Spectrum, Irvine Spectrum. Oh, wow. It's, they Their pizza, one of my favorite ones too, you do notice that black formation mm-hmm. of the uh, the bubbles. I didn't know that. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so e- even now you'll notice like, we talked about it a little bit last week. Pizza on this place in LA. They actually like shipped a certain, I believe it's wood of fire oven from Italy to LA just so they can cook in that type of oven. That's crazy. Because, you know, everyone has these thoughts that the actual stone, you know, adds Oh, yeah. Everyone flavor. has their own pre- yeah, their preconceived con- notions about it. Yeah. I'm assuming different types of wood provide different types of flavor, oh, yeah. just like barbecue wood. Yeah. I believe so. I didn't look into that, but I believe so. I remember my. If I, when I've seen it, they usually just look like big logs that you get like out of Albertsons. Yeah. But, but I'm sure there's there's different flavored um, wood. Yeah, but I, it's, yeah. I forget if I like I'm just making this out of my ass or if I've seen on Food Network. There's a pizzeria. They take their logs and they'll soak it in apple cider vinegar before tossing it into the wood fire. Oh, and I thought that, that was an interesting concept. Does that make it easier to light? Maybe either to light or for flavoring. Like apple, I, apple cider taste. Interesting. Yeah. It's like it was an interesting concept. I was like, that's weird, but. 
more power to you. I guess these are the two main ways to cook it. Obviously, you know, not all of us have a stone oven or a wood fire oven. Work uh, harder. Get one. <laughs> get one. Yeah. Pull, pull yourselves up by your bootstraps and get get working. I just made a pizza, uh, like I said, from a Trader Joe's dough that I put in my oven. I just laid it down on a on a baking sheet. Mm-hmm. And I turned the oven on beforehand at 450 and I threw it in. And you have to kind of keep an eye on it. But you always want your dough to cook a, a little bit first because you want to... The crust, the crust to, to develop and that integrity to, to keep and so that the pizza doesn't flop down. Um, Wait, you said you made it this week? I made it last week, I believe. Oh, I didn't get a phone call. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I called. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I called your secretary. They didn't, they didn't <laughs> let you know? Um, I fired her. Oh, darn. So yeah, that's, that's the ovens, right? How people, different people like to cook them. And now I want to get into the differences between... East Coast and West Coast. Oh, we're about to have a debate yeah. in our hands. Obviously, pizzas all around America, um, Chicago style, Colorado style. What did I say? Denver, New Haven, Detroit, Louis. Chicago, St. Louis. Everyone has a different style pizza, but I want to focus on just the, the the two ends of the spectrum: the West Coast versus the East Coast. Right. Obviously, the West Coast was was first. Uh, we had the immigrants, or not, sorry, East Coast was first. Oh, man, I was like, wait a second, what? <laughs> East Coast was first, uh, a bunch of Italian immigrants making pizza. East Coast is usually relatively thin crust pizza, usually charred like the wood fire oven does. They're larger slices. Have you, If you've ever been to New York or Brooklyn specifically and gone to John's Pizza, there's like pizzas that are as big as your face. That's bananas. Like slices only. That's just normal. Yeah, normal. Uh, because the idea there is like, just buy one and then go home. <laughs> my dad always talks about how he would it would be like five dollars and he would get uh, maybe even cheaper actually two dollars you'd get a slice and then a, a coke back in the day i wonder how big like the actual pie is it's 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 the normal like i think 18 inch style but it's like cut until like four. Oh, oh my <laughs> god I mean? like it's just yeah. it's it's cut just differently usually nowadays we're used to like eight slices 12 slices mm-hmm. right but in on the east coast they, they cut larger slices no shrinkflation over there no, no. <laughs> and then you have like i talked about before more high quality mozzarella over there uh the reason being for that probably trade they're closer to the ports mm-hmm. italy closer to, to higher quality cheese but also water is different over there that's what i hear there's yeah, been, i'm not sure if that's well, a real thing but well, I, that's what well, i hear so I'll get into it, I guess. Supposedly, there's been studies done that the reason why New York or East Coast pizza tastes so much better than West Coast pizza is because of the dough or the, the, the way that the dough is made. And you need water in dough. There was a study by a food scientist, which, by the way, would be a funny profession. Is just Dude, a food scientist. I know. I want to be a food scientist so bad. I just... <laughs> I became a social marketer instead. There was a study where he explains that minerals and chemicals in New York water affect the dough taste because of the chemical reactions that develop during the pizza making process. If you ever cut open a piece of bread and you see that stringy, sinewy way that they're... I believe that's what this guy is talking about. Obviously, you see that in both West Coast and East Coast dough, but the way that it develops and the taste that develops from it is different with the New York slash East Coast Water. That's why I assume a lot of New Yorkers, Jersey folks, they say their bagels are better too because yes. of the water. Oh, definitely, hundred percent. Though, like the Atlantic Sea is kind of gross looking, it's kind of murky. They also have the Hudson River. Like, are they getting water from the Hudson River? You know what the issue is? We got too many hippies on the West Coast, and we like to think our water's pure. We purify our bullshit, dude. Let's let's shit in our water, 
<laughs> this took a weird turn. I wasn't <laughs> expecting this. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. It, it must be some sort of filtration process or or how uh, the Atlantic Ocean is different from the Pacific Ocean. I don't know. But it, they say it, the water's it, different. I would assume so. That's yeah. crazy. I actually, didn't realize that. Actually, um, there's actually a, a pizzeria in San Diego area county, Coronado specifically. It's called Village Pizzeria. And I read somewhere that they pay $10,000 a year. To bring New York water oh my God. to their pizzerias because they want to create an authentic New York that important, huh? pizzeria. I mean, to them, and supposedly they've done a taste test and they taste the difference, which is kind of crazy. I need to experiment on yeah, this now. That's Village Pizzeria. They also attribute the taste of East Coast pizza to their older ovens because they've obviously been around for That's what I would go with. Yeah. That's the that makes more sense, right? Yeah. The way that you know the it, oven has charred, the way that the oven has, 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 has aged. It's right? like a cast iron season. Yes, that's literally what they say. The, the way how, how like Andrew was saying, how a cast iron pan will will keep or ha- deliver different tastes to, to different foods based off of how long you've had it. So that's East Coast pizza. Interesting. Okay. West Coast pizza is less traditional, obviously. We talked about last week how they're a little bit more experimental with their toppings, with their doughs, with their Pineapples. cheeses, pineapple, bull crap, whatever. <laughs> they focus a lot on their toppings and, and unique creations, right? We have, I don't know if this is from California specifically, but it makes me think of California as like cauliflower dough, that type of... I have seen it, but I avoid that. Gluten-free. Yeah. Yeah. I I understand the gluten-free, the need for gluten-free pizza, but yeah. like... Honestly, gluten-free. There was... BJ's used to have gluten-free pizza, and I used to order it a lot. It was very It's good. a thin crust one, right? Yeah, it was very yeah, It's really good. The West Coast is traditionally known for, for very thin, but not as chewy uh, pizza. Uh, they like to change up the sauces. Think of Alfredo sauce, barbecue, pesto, all those types of pizzas. Is Alfredo used? No, it's not right in a white in a white pizza, white pie. No, I don't believe that. Believe, That's just ricotta. Yeah, yeah, I don't believe so. Also, uh, the West Coast kind of came up with the idea of, of personal sized pizzas, which is kind of interesting. I love that. Yeah, me too. I thought that would be an East Coast thing to be honest. <laughs> Supposedly, from what I read, I might I might be wrong, but. It seems like a, a West Coast thing. So that's where that's 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 East versus West. Which do you prefer? Definitely East Coast. I, I mean, obviously, I've, I've I've visited the East Coast a lot, and I used to eat and I eat a lot of pizza every Friday. The East Coast is has a definitely more tasty pizza, and it is the dough. Honestly, the dough is a lot. It factors into the, the yeah, equation. Yeah, yeah. We grew up eating um, Luperello's pizza in Calif- in Huntington Beach. Uh, now called Joey's Pizza, but it used to be called Luperello's, and that was like the closest New York style pizza of Huntington Beach, and it was, it still is one of the most delicious pizzas. I have to try this. I'm yeah. so excited. It's it's really good. It's in it's in Huntington Beach on Magnolia and Garfield, I believe. Um, yeah, top. It's called Joey's Pizza now, but it's it's delicious. I also speaking of Long Beach, I love Little Coyote, like we talked about. Honestly, probably top five pizzas that I've had. So good. Uh, Sapori's in Balboa is delicious. That's probably the most authentic pizza. Um, Nap- uh, Nap- Napoli's pizza. Probably Roman, I, I believe. They're Roman pizza that I've had. Do you mean Napoli? Neapolitan? Neapo- what did I say? Napoli's. Napolese? I don't know. They have like a weird, oh, yeah. a weird word for it. Nap- <laughs> what did it. Wait, what did you say? Neapolitan. No, you're right. You're right. Neapolitan. I was making up words. Uh, Andrew made me another drink this morning, so I'm a little bit tipsy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so lots of delicious pizzas. Uh, I I think of myself as a, a pizza connoisseur. I love pizza. I love. I could eat it for the rest of my life. 
interesting thing about pizza is that after this explosion of of world after World War II and this explosion of just pizza in general, obviously fast food chains started to become a thing, and mm. pizza was the new thing. It was cheap, it was easy to make, and you could deliver it, and it could still be good wherever you eat it. So we have the creation of fast food pizzas. Uh, Shakey's Pizza, which is a, a more West Coast pizzeria, was created in 1954. Pizza Hut was 1958. Little Caesars, surprisingly, I didn't know it was this early, 1959. I thought it was an 80s thing, honestly. Yeah. Domino's, 1960s. It used to be called Dominic's Pizza, and now it's Domino's. It was funny, the other day I was looking at a meme of how its logo has changed, and it was like Dominic's Pizza all in cursive, and then it changed like dramatically to Domino's after a couple of... I bet if they switched back to Dominic's, they would get a different crowd. You think? What, what do you mean? It lo- it would, especially if they went back to that cursive. Because mm-hmm. I feel like right now what we're going through and what we're seeing is like an explosion in... What's the word I'm looking for? Nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing like cereal brands. If you look carefully right now in the market, you look at cereal brands, they're going back to their quote-unquote original design. You look at Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You mm. look at Tricks. You're looking at all sorts of brands. Even the candy, the sodas, they're all going back to their, like, again, their their original designs. And there's oh, like wow. an explosion of like nostalgia. I bet if they did for like maybe a month, maybe two, you go back to Dominic's and you have that cursive pizza on a bo- like writing on a box. I bet they would have like a slight explosion in sales. Dang. That kind of re- reminds me of what I just read about Pizza Hut was the their logo. They just changed it. They changed it. Not the logo, but the, the words. What do they say? The, li- the, the lingo? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I think now it's it's the, no one cut, no one out pizzas the hut obviously mm-hmm. classic, but it used to be making pizza great and then it and then in the two thousands it was making pizza great so they kind of changed it back yeah. which is kind of interesting so people are always going back to yeah we're just, days. we're we're hitting a, like a nostalgia phase right now we're interesting for a lot of our things so Domino's nineteen sixty Papa John's nineteen eighty four which is um, oh eighties really. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I saw just now. It's interesting, huh? Great taste. All that racism. <laughs> I will overlook that for the garlic sauce. I want to be honest. Their garlic is so good. <laughs> I think what I eat, if I were to choose a fast food pizza, it would be Papa John's. And it's because of that garlic sauce. It's so good. You know, people always stick their nose up to fast food pizzas, but... Yo, Dang, I, spot. I am a lowbrow, highbrow kind of dude. I will do both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. My favorite isn't even on this list. It's because it's not, I don't think it's a very popular chain. It's Hungry Howie's. I have never heard of that before. It's I was introduced to this one in my college years. And my dormitory <laughs> at the time was really close to one. And it was they were one of the first that I've ever seen do flavored crusts. Ooh. And so there was like, I believe, barbecue seasoning, regular, like their traditional seasoning, the ranch seasoning on the crust. And oh, I was wow. like so blown away by that concept. I would buy that so often. Yeah. It was so good. The nearest one to us right now is in Glendale and I'm considering making the drive. Dang. I just looked it up. 1973 was when Hungry Howie's was incepted. What's funny about the crust thing you're talking about growing up in obviously an Italian household, we never got to eat these fast food pizzas because my dad and my mom were very snobby towards those. Mm -hmm. But I've always, I remember watching the commercials for like Pizza Hut specifically and they would have cheese, what is it? And the crust, cheese crust. Uh And I was (laughs) like, I always wanted it. I still to this day have not had any. I had it once. I never liked it. Really? It's like a little um, cheese stick. I'm not a fan of mozzarella sticks. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. I know it's that's literally the craziest thing I've ever heard. I'm not a fan. Of, like, How? I just you scared of choking? You little no. You little I, just, I just I just don't <laughs> I just don't like 
cheese in like bulk like that. It wow. feels weird. Mozzarella sticks are probably top five foods I like. Uh, not for me. And I have, and I don't. You can have them. all my mozzi sticks. <laughs> just to stick on one of these fast food chains, just because I think it's interesting to to see its inception and what it's it's grown to. Right, so Pizza Hut was founded in 1958 in Wichita, Kansas, by two brothers named Dan and Frank Carney. Currently, it has 17,000 plus restaurants worldwide. Worldwide, 17,000 plus restaurants, and it's that 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 iconic like hat-shaped building. You mean the hut? The shape? hut. Oh, is that what it looks like? I literally always thought it was a hat. It's a hut. How does that look like a hut? It's called Pizza Hut. I know, but how does that look like a hut? No, honestly, how does that look like a hut? It looked like one of their buildings. That's what the concept. That's why all their buildings were so iconic. I'm back looking in, like, up right now what it looks like. This is the thing I'm like hating about restaurants right now. You go back to like the oh wow the really? 90s and you go back to like McDonald's. Yeah, it wasn't just a square building. It actually had personality to mm-hmm. it. That's true. Pizza yeah, had an iconic building shape to it. Yeah, and so you could recognize it yeah. nowadays. They just went. They're, they're switching going, it up. Yeah, they're going to like a hard edges. Well, all of them now too are mostly in the ones I've seen are like in a mall, a structured mall. mall. Yeah, yeah. So they're like just in a door somewhere. Like the classic Pizza Hut had like a salad bar. There was yes. Pac Man on that corner. Yes. I always wanted to touch, yes. but never got that's to. What, that's what they 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 were talking about. Yeah. So that that design was in 1963. It's in different countries like China, Pakistan, Australia, etc. So it's. It's around the world. It's pretty wild how, pretty how far it's reached. Yeah, I just looked up a hut, and you're right. That does look like a hut. I never knew that. I always thought it was a hat. Pizza hat. Pizza hat. you never been to pizza hat before? <laughs> it sounds like you just have like a, a terrible accent yeah. of some sort. Oh, pizza hat. Yeah, pizza hat. But anyways, that's pizza. That's American pizza. Obviously, I never, I didn't get into to Chicago style, Denver style, whatever, but we're going to have multiple parts for this because pizza you could talk about for hours and hours. I could. Um, on end. I could eat pizza for hours. I could eat pizza for hours. It's funny, you, you see that, that stat that I said about 46 slices per year. Just, uh, I feel like I could eat more than that. Oh, yeah. De- oh, <laughs> definitely. If I counted how many slices I had in like a month, yeah. I probably could beat that. Yeah. But it's interesting, too, the, the way that pizza has developed, especially like West Coast. And I know, I'm sure East Coast has it, too. But, you know, you have dessert pizzas now. You have I'm not a fan pizzas. of that either. Um, I'm not a fan of that either. Like Nutella pizzas. It's just too... It's too much sweetness well the dough the dough shouldn't be sweet i mean i know what you're talking about because there are places that that sweeten the dough but the dough should be normal dough but just with nutella on it and it's like delicious is it i'll have yeah. to try that i'll have to give it another chance do you, just, have a, hmm. do you have a favorite pineapples and bacon <laughs> no that's not what i was gonna ask oh also thank you guys for participating in our our instagram discussions and and posts really nice of you andrew you know keeps telling me that pe- a lot of people like the pineapple bullshit but i don't like to listen to him now i was gonna ask do you have a favorite pizza fast food joint let's start with yeah favorite f- pizza fast food besides the howie's one favorite pizza fast food and then also favorite nice pizzeria okay mine is fast food would probably like i said papa john's because i like that garlic sauce and then the nice pizzeria it depends on where i'm at but i really like little coyote i like I legit I have to agree with you there. Like little coyote, little coyotes, their their crust yeah. is like perfect, perfect. It's, it's perfect. crispy on the very bottom. It's crispy, mm-hmm. but you still like above that like little layer of like dough is mm-hmm. so chewy. Still mm-hmm. holds the toppings really well. When I ask for extra pepperoni, they mean extra pepperoni, yeah. and yeah. it is. They use the nice pepperoni cups. 
Oh, yeah, it's delicious. so good. It's delicious. And the crust when I like when I finish the whole thing, I have that crust, and it's so good. Yeah, to it's eat. so chewy still, and it has like those like I talked about those sinewy those little strands of 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 dough holding onto each other, stretching apart. Also, if you're a person that doesn't eat the crust, that's a sin in Italian culture. So. That's a sin everywhere. That's yeah. oh, it's delicious. Yeah. What about fast food besides Howie's? Uh, fast food. I'm either between Domino's or Little Caesars. Okay. Domino's just because they got that nice five deal i think it's like three for five or something mm-hmm. where you order like three things off of that menu each of them for like five dollars like it's a medium two topping pizza or a sandwich or wings or dessert that's a, a deal that they usually have all the time now i remember when they first introduced it was like a big deal it's so good little caesar's just for the convenience hot and ready i mean come on that <laughs> concept of having a pizza being yeah. hot and ready yeah you just come in Give me that pizza box. Yeah. That's amazing. Would you consider Costco pizza fast food pizza? Uh, yes, but I, I yeah. that trumps everything. Then I, I put I I, well, I, I take I everything can, back. I consider it fast food pizza, but it, I I've never I think I've had it maybe once or twice, and it it very very closely resembles obviously not exactly New York East Coast pizza. Really? Yeah, like obviously it's thin crust, but it's not as crispy and not as as, as wood fire burn charred. But the like size and 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 look of it, it looks like New York style. It's pizza. so good. Like, it's very good. I love their Supreme, which I don't think is on their menu anymore. It's either cheese or pepperoni. But their Supreme was so good. It got me to eat my veggies. I guess it, it maybe it wouldn't be considered fast food because it's not very convenient. You have to be going to Costco. You can't just like go there. You've never gone to Costco just for the food. <laughs> no. I go there for the hot dogs. <laughs> uh, no, I've never. I've never done that. I, um, I know we're running up on time, but do you like to eat cold pizza? Yeah, of course. Actually, funny enough, I like grew up not doing that. I grew up throwing it leftovers in the in the toaster and warming everything up. But then as I got older and lazier, I started realizing cold pizza is like really good. Cold pizza is amazing. And But here's a trick I learned. Shout out to Chris. You taught me this, or I've seen you do this, and I copied you. Tossing your pizza on a pan the next day and then throwing a little water just so it gets mm. a steam. So you get the crispiness on the bottom. Are you covering it? it? Yes. Okay. And the steam kind of like heats actually, up the toppings on top and gets the cheese all melty. I heard about this discussion, not that this specific one, but because someone was talking about how do you warm up pizza and microwave isn't good enough. No, of course to- not. Toaster takes too long. Yes. I think pan I've heard is is the better choice. Yeah, oh, I'll try that next time. If you want, put a little like butter on the bottom. Oh my god, I'm yeah. salivating. Wow. What you do good. also if you're feeling lazy and you have a DiGiorno's, take some and you're feeling fancy. Take some butter, melt it down with some garlic, mm. and t- flip the pizza over. Spread the garlic butter mm. on the bottom, and you flip it back, toast it, and you'll have Dang. a garlic butter bottom. Why do they always give you only one little garlic little garlic thing? at Papa John's? Yeah. That's because infl- inflation bullshit dude like, <laughs> i know i need i need to douse my pizza on that <laughs> yeah. it's so good yeah anyways that's pizza part two i love it i hope you guys love it uh, it's the best best dish in the world in my opinion it's it's really it's good. so versatile it's so delicious you can eat it hot or cold you can eat it for breakfast lunch or dinner well why not all three yeah. I, I would do it yeah apparently with dessert too yes it's great if you guys have any questions comments please let us know Re- follow like reach us out yeah. on food complex yeah pod uh, at gmail yes uh also for you know spotify apple users subscribe to our our our, our channel and yes. so you get notifications when it when it pops up it every helps us a lot helps us a lot every monday we'll, we'll be posting um an episode and we'll be eating every monday oh yes yum yum